You're listening to the Baptist Bulletin Podcast, a program dedicated to advocating for a biblical worldview by encouraging Christian growth and ministry from a biblical perspective. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Baptist Bulletin Podcast. I'm David Gunn and I serve as Director of Regular Baptist Press and I am joined by Mike Hess who serves as National Representative for the JRBC. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great, David. How about yourself? Not bad at all. Today we are talking about the purpose of the JRBC and we're asking that question, but what, what is the purpose of this association that we have the privilege of belonging to. And this gets us into a conversation about the formal purpose statement that is in our Constitution. If you had been uh, present at this year's annual conference, and if you had attended the business meeting partway through the week, you would have heard us address this and talk through a proposed update that we're making to the GARBC purpose statement. So we wanted to just take this episode of the podcast to kind of talk through that proposed update, why we are moving in that direction, kind of the rationale behind it. Uh, But perhaps it would be helpful before we dive into that discussion to ask the more fundamental question, Mike, uh, what is a purpose statement or what, what is the purpose of having a purpose statement? Sure. Purpose statement is kind of like a church covenant. So you have a church doctrinal statement that explains what your church believes about the Bible, how it interprets the Bible, and how that's fleshed out regarding particular doctrines. And a church covenant explains how you expect that to be lived out as you covenant together. But for us as a parachurch organization, an association of churches, a purpose statement explains how our doctrinal statement is fleshed out as a fellowship of churches. So it's not just, hey, we exist to make, to make disciples. Well, that's true, but in particular, how does that happen? So our purpose statement would have to cover every facet or every arm of our ministry. So it would have to include Chaplaincy, Baptist Builders Club, our international partnerships, regular Baptist press, and our fellowship at churches. So it's basically our doctrinal statement translated into how that's fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah, there's a French expression, raison d'être, the reason for existing, right. a kind of a justification for why you exist and uh, and how you intend to go about fulfilling that reason or that rationale. And, and that, that's kind of what a purpose statement captures. And, and I'm glad that you differentiated that from a doctrinal statement or, or we call our articles of faith because they are two related but different things and and a purpose statement is not meant to go into all the detail that you can put into into your articles of faith or your doctrinal statement it's meant to be a a lot more succinct a lot more focused and just to kind of give the thrust of of who we are why we exist and and what we're trying to do with our existence and with our ministry Uh, So having said all that, why don't you uh, kind of explain what led up to us proposing this change in our purpose statement? Sure. So every year, twice a year, we have uh, our Council of 18 meetings, one in November, and then another one before our national conference in June. These are great meetings, and for myself personally, they contributed a lot to my life, where I was able to rub shoulders with some extremely wise men and and learn and be mentored and learn a lot of things regarding leadership and administrative things. Uh, One of my first meetings as national rep, it was brought up by the council that we need to re-examine our purpose statement. At the time it was 46, 47 years old and it emphasized something that 
reflected the culture of that day and reflected kind of the evangelical landscape of that day. And uh, that has changed quite a bit. And we wanted something that was shorter and more succinct. So the council prompted this Mm -hmm. and kind of gave me a homework assignment. And I spent several months working on it, worked on it with you and uh, David Strobe, who serves as the chair of the Council of 18 and other council members. Uh, We spent time with the editorial staff as well. So that's what, what led up to this. So the, the desire was not to change our doctrine. No, absolutely Or, <laughs> or, no. or even to change our direction. Right, uh, no. Direction and doctrine stay straight ahead. No wavering whatsoever on that. Right. It but was, the way we articulated as far as our purpose statement uh, is different simply because language changes, and language right. is a moving target. Well, and the purpose statements had changed quite a bit down through the years, hadn't right. they? Right, and you bring up a good point. Um, uh for instance, okay, so I'll go back. The GRBC has actually had three purpose statements. And let me just say, we will include uh, a document with each of these purpose statements in the show notes if you'd like to follow along uh, with us as we're reading through awesome. these. Great. The first one in 1934 was simply this, to spread the gospel, advance missionary enterprises, do evangelistic work, provide fellowship for Baptist churches, period. And so then it was updated in 1949 to spread the gospel, advance missionary enterprises, promote evangelism, and provide fellowship for Baptist churches. This statement governs the policy of the association only and in no wise makes mandatory any like policy in any fellowshipping church. And that one lasted, it went from 1949 to 1971. Uh, Then the current statement that we've had since 1972, uh, I'll just go ahead and read the whole thing here. <laughs> Buckle your seat belts because yeah. this one uh, yeah. is a tad wordy. And if you're still awake after this, uh, we <laughs> will get into the proposed new one. So just listen to this wording. To maintain an association of sovereign Bible-believing, Christ-honoring Baptist churches. To promote the spirit of evangelism. To spread the gospel. To advance regular Baptist educational and missionary enterprises at home and abroad. To raise and maintain a testimony to the truth of the gospel and to the purity of the church, to raise a standard of biblical separation from worldliness, modernism, and apostasy, to emphasize the biblical teaching that a breakdown of divinely established lines between Bible believers and apostates is unscriptural, and to be a voice repudiating cooperation with movements which attempt to unite true Bible believers and apostates and evangelistic and other cooperative spiritual efforts. And I want to pause here. That's that's the period, the end. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Yeah, correct. Um, with each of these statements, so you have the one in 1934, 1949, 1972. Each of these were written by godly men. They loved the Lord. They loved the local church. They were passionate about disciple-making. And we are greatly indebted to them for the foundation we have as a fellowship. We're almost 90 years old. You'd be hard-pressed to find many fellowships, associations, even denominations who in 90 years never waver doctrinally. I don't say this to brag or boast. Our boast is in Christ. So we're grateful, though, and I say that, my point being, we're indebted to these men. They wrote this with the purest of motives. And many of these men are our spiritual heroes. We're grateful for them. Mm. I rarely go to churches where people don't tell me they came to know Christ under their ministry. Mm. So we rejoice in that. So we're not 
belittling that. It's a reflection of, again, the landscape of that day. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I would argue these statements were not bad statements Correct. for the day in which they were written and enacted. Uh, they related to situations, circumstances, discussions that were current for that time. And, and so we're not in any way trying to abrogate our history or, or deride our history. Rather, we're just saying as the landscape has changed, as the, the conversations have changed over time, and as the major controversies have changed that mm-hmm. churches face, we just need to update our language accordingly. Sure. Absolutely. And that's, again, with language being a moving target and the theological landscape changing from decade to decade, it's important that this constantly articulates what we're all about in whatever culture we're in. So here's the proposed new one that was proposed at the business meeting at the National Conference in Des Moines last June. I really like this. This isn't the statement, but before I get to it, I really like this. I like the way it's written. It's uh, very uh, biblical. It's gospel-centered. And more than anything, it articulates well what the mission of the church should be all about. And it explains what the GRBC is all about in in many ways. So here we go. The GRBC exists to glorify God by assisting churches in biblical and dynamic disciple-making as an association of autonomous, Bible-centered, Christ-exalting, gospel-proclaiming Baptist churches. Based on our commitment to doctrinal purity, we collaborate with like-minded ministries that share our beliefs and our passion for making disciples of Jesus Christ. It's quite a bit more concise. It is. And quite a bit more accessible. Correct. And I would argue quite a bit more focused on on who we are and what we're doing. Amen. So so what are some ways that, that... this is a, a, a massive improvement uh, that, that, that you see, Mike. First of all, the, the emphasis right off the bat is to glorify God. That's why we're here. And the other thing on top of that is how we assist with dynamic disciple-making. Okay, that's where you include regular Baptist press. And then it goes into who we are. We're not a fellowship just of people. We're a fellowship of churches that have voluntarily and congregationally chosen to be a part of us. Bible-centered, Christ-exalting, gospel-proclaiming, and we're an association of Baptist churches. Um, And then it talks about our commitment to doctrinal purity. Here's where the whole issue of of separation comes in. We collaborate with like-minded ministries that share our beliefs, so our doctrinal commitments, our articles of faith, and our passion for making disciples of Jesus Christ. That's the mandate of the church age, to go and make disciples. Yeah, and and, and this proposed new statement does not in any way detract from our commitment to ecclesiastical separation. Correct. Obviously, that topic featured large in in Mm. our discussion of this because the previous statement in 1972 was so focused on on separation Mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of repeats, we're separatists, we're separatists, we're separatists. Again, that related to the conversations that were taking place and the kind of controversies that our fellowship was facing back in the early 1970s with neo-evangelicalism and ecumenical evangelism and those discussions and controversies. We are still a separatist association, and uh, if you read through our Articles of Faith, you'll see that we are not in any way ambiguous about our commitment to separation. But the proposed new statement, I, I think, just words it in, in a slightly more positive way. 
here's what we're for, first and foremost, rather than here's what we're against. And it retains that emphasis on doctrinal purity without just repeating the information about separatism over and over again. Correct. And so we, we wanted to wrestle with this. Why do we exist primarily? Do we exist primarily to separate? No, we primarily exist to glorify God by making disciples in local churches. But our separation is an outflow of that. Among many things is an outflow of that. So so if you want to know where we stand on that, that will be right there in our Articles of Faith. And again, like I mentioned, that has not changed one bit. Well, there's plenty of other things in our Articles of Faith that we also hold to unswervingly uh, that don't need to be emphasized in the purpose statement because of that distinction between a purpose statement and a doctrinal statement. You know, we're we're committed to a a, a six-day young earth creationist interpretation of of Genesis 1 through 3. We're committed to a dispensational premillennial eschatology. Uh, and, And right on down the line, there are numerous doctrinal distinctives that we have held over the years that we still hold and that we intend to continue holding. But all of those things don't need to make their way into the sure. purpose statement. That's kind of what the Articles of Faith are for. Amen. And, and moving forward, uh, the way our Constitution is set up, we presented it at this year's conference. And then in Sacramento, California, next June, Lord willing, if the Lord tarries, uh, they'll vote on this at That's the right. um, at the conference in Sacramento, and then it will be implemented. And I'm grateful for the hours of work, the council and others like yourself, David, and God gave us the time to work on this, and and I'm grateful for that. I think this is a good statement. Mm-hmm. I particularly like yeah. the emphasis on the glory of God. Mm-hmm. That is all-encompassing. That is what we're all about. And I really like the emphasis on disciple-making, because that is the, again, raison d'etre, the reason for existence, not merely for our association of churches, but for the church, capital T, capital C. And you find that in Matthew 28, that as, as Jesus is sending out his disciples, you know, before his ascension, he's giving them the marching orders for this new thing that he's building. He says, go and make disciples. And that's absolutely central, and that's what we need to be about. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, uh, Mike. Thank you yeah, for all your work you, on this. And thank you, listeners. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Thank you for listening to the Baptist Bulletin Podcast. The regular Baptist network of ministries exists to make disciples through healthy local churches. If you like this podcast, subscribe to your podcast platform of choice. You can find out more about our ministries at garbc.org and follow Regular Baptist Ministries on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.